catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Here's to all of us who made it to another weekend faking adulthood. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I'm here every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. We'll learn a tech word, dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting Africa to keep you informed. You can reach us on WhatsApp, yes, text or send us a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. Cheers to the freaking weekend and movie and music streaming. Pretending that we are overworked and stressed out from the week. I'm literally walking away from anything, person, idea, situation that tries to stress me. Guy, I just left the room. I wish you the best. Well, whenever you call, I'm right here on Africa Tech Radio. Here at Africa Tech Radio, whenever, wherever we're here, everything that has to do with technology on the continent with the right perspectives from the right sources and telling the right stories and maybe you know with your effort to working with you to ensure that these right perspectives are the definitive perspective and stories about africa its development and technology today in history We'll start from 1912, where the RMS Titanic hit an iceberg four days into its maiden voyage. Maiden means first, the first voyage. Over 1,500 passengers down when the ship sinks early the next morning. And the macaroni wireless equipment on board you know, is used to call for help, effectively saving 700 people. And those who have been saved have been saved through one man, Mr. Macaroni, not Macaroni, Macaroni and his wonderful invention. That's the Macaroni wireless equipment, 700 people. There's like a full-blown movie, The Titanic, on that. And it's very, very, very emotional movie. Today, 1912, the very tragic event of the Titanic hitting an iceberg just four days into its maiden voyage. So 10th of April, day 4, 14, right? Today, April 14, 1912. Moving on, same day, 1981, the first test flight of the first operational shuttle or space shuttle, the Columbia, ends successfully as the orbiter lands at Edwards Air Force Base in California. And then in 1759, tragically, we lose George Frederick Handel, a German-English composer. He died on this day in 1759. April 14, 1759, the world loses English-German composer George Frederick Handel. And also, tragically, to 1865, April 14, United States President Abraham Lincoln is shot. The assassin, John Wilkes Booth, wanted to revive the Confederate cause just days after their surrender to Union Army, bringing the American Civil War to the end. And Lincoln died the next day, 15th April 1865. Yeah. And in 2003, the Human Genome Project, dedicated to mapping the genes of the human genome, which started in October 1990, was completed. Yes. 
this is a re- it's a breakthrough um, one for health and not just for health but for development in things that have to do with the genes yeah mapping of genes human genome genes of the human genome and it's really big it's really huge just last week over the weekend i was speaking to someone who is in europe italy to be precise italy yeah yeah good italy and she talked about how they like she's studying the genes of plants you know, so that and I'm like, God, that is crazy, totally crazy. So they can make things happen and they can, you know, like modify some things. You know, I asked about the you know how you know ethics come to play with this and she was like, Oh well, she's not really sure. And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to look into that to see, you know, how ethics actually works with things. Because I know for the humans it was like oh, it's a big it's a big thing, yeah, based on ethics and all. And for plants, you know, it should be too, right? It should be. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we, we consume these plants, yeah? So w- whatever happens to them happens to us. <laughs> and also today, you know, it's also a big day for Kenya with the Taifa 1 launch, yeah? The first operational launch by Kenya, yeah? And from hence, we just hope that we would actually have much more launches by kenya and others this is the number one station here like number one platform for anything tech from the right perspective ghana has become the first country in the world to approve a new malaria vaccine from oxford university which is a potential step forward in fighting a disease that kills hundreds of thousands of children every year this approval is unusual as it comes before the publication of the final stage trial data it is quite unclear when the vaccine will be rolled out in Ghana as other regulatory bodies including the World Health Organization that's the WHO are still accessing safety and effectiveness of this vaccine. It's really important to know that malaria is a big issue on the continent of Africa and Nigeria kind of has the when it comes to the burden right of malaria actually has like the biggest or the largest and an estimated 619,000 people died from malaria in 2021, right? So this is not a silver bullet, right? But it's a major step in ensuring that children in sub-Saharan Africa can actually get some kind of help, right? The vaccine's phase three trial is ongoing, but earlier trials have shown efficacy levels of 77%, a level maintained after a single booster dose given a year later. Mm-hmm. In contrast, the RTSS vaccine, which the WHO recommended for use in a landmark move in 2021, has more modest efficacy levels. But right now, the Serum Institute of India, that's the biotech giant that's manufacturing this R21 vaccine, said it has potential to manufacture more than 200 million doses annually. So we hope that this would really, really here just help because this r21 vaccine is actually the first to exceed the world health organization's target of 75 percent efficacy and has been cleared right now by ghana's food and drugs authority in children aged five months to 36 months this is actually the group that has the highest risk of death from malaria we hope that this works and not just works but it actually will not be the silver bullet but it will really help in reducing the deaths because in ghana for example where this disease malaria is both endemic and perennial an estimated 5.3 million cases every year and 12,500 estimated deaths you know were recorded so it's it's really important that these moves are made and they're made quickly uh, but it's also important that as they roll in, I think it should roll it, roll it out in phases so that they can get feedback also on 
you know, the use and things like that. And this is like really big and really huge for those who are in Ghana right now. And we're looking at other countries, you know, picking up from here and saying, oh, yes, we're going to do this. So we're going to do that. Or, you know, it's what we're going to be doing in relation to this. And talking about sharing good news first and leaving like, you know, the other things, you know, for later on. LinkedIn has rolled out a free verification system that will allow you, if you use LinkedIn, to prove your identity and where you work. Uh, according to me, I would say LinkedIn has started verification and it's free. Not like Facebook, Twitter, or the meta-owned apps on Twitter. Yeah, And Twitter's owner, Elon Musk, is currently fighting you know, people and saying, did I say April 14? No, I think April or May. Right. If you're not subscribed to Twitter Blue, you just lose your your legacy, you know, Twitter, you know, Mac, the Mac, the good Mac verification badge. But then for Microsoft, it's actually free. And the verification options include the ability to use Claire to prove your identity, verification of your workplace through an email address, and also adding Microsoft's Entra verified ID platform to obtain digital workplaces for IDs. And these are all actually free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to verify your own identity, LinkedIn has partnered with Claire to allow you to securely confirm your identity. If you use Claire, then you'll be able to display display that your identity is verified on your LinkedIn profile thanks to you know that you know, if you have like a US government issued ID and US phone number. Yeah. If not LinkedIn will highlight verifications with a green and blue check on profiles, but it doesn't appear to be going beyond that. You know, when they're offering the badge appears next to your name throughout LinkedIn. The verification through company email is available now to all LinkedIn users. Provided they work at more than 4,000 companies that are supported. There's some companies that are already supported. And so if your companies aren't supported, sorry about that. And also the Microsoft Entra verification is rolling out at the end of April, initially to 2 million LinkedIn members. Now, the Microsoft Entra thing goes beyond LinkedIn because it's like digital verified IDs that can be used for background checks, loan applications, reward programs, and much more. Also, onboarding into new jobs, right? You can verify your skills and qualifications and use that across multiple jobs and companies to hopefully avoid, you know, the rigorous security check when you first join a company and, you know, all of those things. So, guys, if you're into HR, you may want to take a look at details of this, you know, search for much more details online and know what exactly is up with this and then another big thing happening is amazon in its newly released economic impact study report saying that it wants to invest 1.8 billion dollars in south africa by 2029 this is through its cloud infrastructure amazon web services this investment will be made towards cloud infrastructure in that region you know according to the reports and Amazon estimates a $2.5 billion investment in South Africa between, you know, that particular, from between now and 2029. Mm -hmm. And between 2018 and 2022, they say, that's Amazon, that they have invested about $885 million, which has resulted in an estimated $657,000 approximately in local GDP contributed by the AWS region. South Africa still hosts AWS's only regional data center in Africa. And last year, 
AWS opened a new local zone in Lagos, Nigeria, one of the only 15 local zones outside of the United States of America. The marketplace arm of Amazon is also planning to open up a shop in South Africa by the end of 2023. That's one of the things happening. You need to keep being updated. You can go on our social media at ATEC Radio on Instagram at Africa Tech Radio on Twitter and on Facebook and you know, just on our website, www.africatechradio to stay up to date with all of the information happening, how tech is changing the development of Africa and how Africa is using tech to actually define its future. Zambia is planning to finish tests that simulate real-world cryptocurrency usages by the end of June 2023 to help it create regulations that balance citizens' safety with innovation, science, and technology. According to the Minister of Science and Technology, Felix Mutai, and this is as reported by Reuters, that's how southern African country needs digital infrastructure like digital IDs before cryptocurrencies can be introduced according to the minister, so that they can, from the government perspective, really monitor these things and ensure that nobody actually gets away with anything because everyone is literally on the book. And the Central African Republic surprised investors last year by making Bitcoin legal tender and launching its own cryptocurrency token. Very brave move by the Central African Republic. But other African countries have been warier. You know, Nigeria has banned banks from handling crypto assets and all of that. But according to them... The main goal in the area of cryptocurrency is to strike a balance between innovation in terms of digital payments against citizen safety, particularly given that cryptocurrency is very, very volatile. And the central bank is simulating what to see, is simulating that, you know, to actually see what will happen in the real world. And the results, you know, from this test will assist Zambia in the formulation of its regulation. This is actually like way to go, way to think, right? Instead of, you know, just totally banning it and restricting use until you understand it. But why not just try to understand? I know the SEC in Nigeria has really been doing a lot to encourage innovation in that area. But, you know, the CBN just all out, you know, all out. And that speaks to also the kind of partnership and in-house speaking interagency relationship right that exists in nigeria as against other countries yeah Uh, just moving on away from that to twitter that has announced that you can now see real-time information about stocks and crypto prices Mm -hmm. and this is because they're working with investment platform etoro and this would clearly expand the social networks cash tag feature which provided info about a limited number of stocks and crypto coins through trading view data so twitter first introduced this feature in december 2022 letting users search for a ticker or a coin symbol a coin symbol or a sticker like um, the APPL, the ETH, the TSLA, to get prices directly in search results directly. And in a Twitter, in a tweet that announced this feature, Itero said that users will be able to see the real-time prices for a much wider range of stocks, crypto, and other assets, aside the ones that were already available. 
Mm-hmm. Now, this partnership just it goes beyond just displaying information. It also redirects users to the eToro site, and this is where eToro actually. This is why it's like a partnership, and eToro actually benefits from this because they're not just displaying information, but you you be redirected to the site where you can engage in trading. If you search for a stock on Twitter, for example, you see a button saying "View on eToro," which redirects you to the site. After Elon took over Twitter, Twitter had ambitions to become a significant financial player. He mentioned this and he suggested that Twitter is building ground for users to send money to each other. I remember that very you know, clearly. And in the long term, offer high yield money market account. Right. I, I know when he was speaking at Morgan Stanley's conference in March, you know, he said Twitter had the potential to become a financial behemoth. And if you listen to an interview that was just released by BBC, by the BBC, right, a sit down with him, it lasted about an hour or so. You'd see that they're like real big plans for Twitter to not just be a place where people rant and <laughs> just put off, you know, like what their frustrations, you know, their emotions, but something that would really, really become like the biggest financial institution in the world just by providing people with convenient payment options and all of that. You know, for him, they don't have the time to go into it in detail now, but just make that more, more useful and people will use it more and more and be great. This is about a year since Elon Musk took over Twitter and a lot has happened from the Twitter blue to the check mark, that's the verification badge, losing it or not losing it, to what else has happened that's big again. Yes, the the bird changing to the shiba you know the dog and back again and back again and there's so many things that happen on twitter and well i don't have any comments i just want to see how these things actually unfold in real time and another crypto or web3 based startup on the continent has actually beaten the dust laser pay has announced that it's shutting down. Africa's crypto promise continues to actually bite the dust. More startups shut down. Yesterday was Nigeria-based crypto startup LaserPay announcing its closure. According to the CEO, Emmanuel Njoku, on Twitter, he announced the news and said the, com- the company has been struggling to stay afloat after failing to secure funding. And although they tried to keep the lights on for as long as they could, they're now at a point where they need to shut down. This comes months after LaserPay downsized its workforce in November 2022. And those cuts clearly were not enough. This announcement has actually shown that. And... Over 17 months of operations, right? LaserPay served over 3,000 businesses that use its platform to collect payments in crypto. Now, all customers have until 30th of April 2023 to move their funds from the platform. And they've even announced also that they're open to conversations on selling their IP. That's the intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Only two developers have found on the source, uh, you know, according to some sources that were revealed by TechAbout or not disclosed by TechAbout, only four people that's three including the founder were still working at the startup without any pay whatsoever just to ensure you know that they keep the lights on tech about feels that laser pay is joining the growing list of africa focused crypto startups that have fallen victim 
to the domino effect of FTX's shutdown, as well as a general slow uptake in crypto on the continent. Paxful, local bitcoins, and local cryptos are three leading platforms that have shut down already. And Fluid Coins, you know, failed to raise funds to and were ultimately acquired by Block Phoenix. The story of these failings, the many failings of cryptocurrencies and these, you know, new money innovation startups are things that we would remember in a few years when and if we actually get to the point where we have side-by-side cash and the traditional way of using money, spending money, earning money now with a new way or a newer way or a much more innovative way of getting money, spending money, earning money and, you know, moving money around. And I hope that the story will actually be a good one, like a really good one. When we look back at the many failings, the many failures, the many stumbles that we've had here on the continent, and we can actually beat our chest and say, yes, we went through the process and we came out not unscathed, but successful. Guys, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, but the Typhoon 1 launch again has gotten postponed. Like Kenya's first operational satellite. It was supposed to be on 13th or 12th or 11th. Last Tuesday it was moved to Wednesday. It was supposed to be on Wednesday. Moved to Thursday, Friday. And now it's been moved again to Saturday, East African time. So we're just 28 seconds away, but climate conditions, you know, really hampered this launch being today. Uh, it's still important that we, you know, maybe share some thoughts on the essence, importance of this particular launch for Kenya that has been beset with drought for you know how many years now three years three years plus you know with the locust attack with covid19 everything just seemed to come you know just at they say it doesn't rain it pours but then no matter how hard it is we're gonna launch this thing bro we will launch this we're just a few seconds away i'll be sharing some thoughts or some clips rather from the very close near um, launch that happened and also some thoughts from experts in kenya about how good or how important this is just like we've heard everyone now knows about climate change everyone knows this is supposed to really be a game changer you know for the environment and climate change issues or a starter starting something that would really change the game in kenya and you know we just hope for the best actually we really really hope for the best we're on twitter at africa tech radio and on Facebook at Africa Tech Radio and on Instagram at A Tech Radio. Also, we are also on LinkedIn and it's at Africa Tech Radio. I really hope that this launch finally happens and that we can, you know, really talk about the benefits and the things, how it's going to really affect or impact Kenya and even the countries around Kenya in East Africa. I really hope that this happens and we don't have to we we just keep moving forward from hands and know that that is all that needs to happen next year thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com